This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 760 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Hi, everybody. This is Coach Jen, host of the Horse Tip Daily Show here on the Horse Radio Network. Thanks for joining us for this second in a four-part series on leg protection for your horse, produced in cooperation with Thin Line Global. In this series, with the expert help of Elaine Lockhead, we will cover all aspects of leg protection. Now that part one got us up to speed on who needs leg protection and why, let's start this second segment by delving into the types of horse boots and what they do. Good afternoon, Elaine. Good afternoon to everybody. And in the first installment of this four-part series on leg protection, we talk a little bit about the why and how of leg protection, what types of horses need it and why they need it. Uh, So I guess the next logical step is to talk about the different types of boots that are made and what's available and what they do, because it can be a little overwhelming. There's a, the boot page in any given catalog is extensive. So why don't you, to um, start us down that path of what kinds of boots there are and what those boots do. Okay. Well, let's start with the, let's start with the easiest one first. Let's start with bell boots. Oh, we're starting at the bottom and working up. I like that. Exactly. So bell boots are designed to protect the coronary band, which is right above the top of the hoof. Coronary band is where you get, it's, it's almost like your cuticle. It's where you get all of your growth and it's where all the blood flow is. So it's a very critical part of the horse's foot. So bell boots are primarily designed to protect the coronary band. And um, most of the bell boots on the market are made out of plastic because people like to buy all sorts of different colors. Um, the problem with plastic bell boots or, or rubber bell boots is that it really doesn't protect against blunt trauma. Um, and thin line is such a great shock absorber that it does protect against that. Additionally, rubber boots, again, get hot. And uh, we've talked oh. a couple of times heat retention and how heat is one of the primary causes for strains and muscle and tendon issues. So you really don't want to over any of the horse's body. So the thin line ventilates and, and um, the thin line also has antifungal agents in it because you need to keep that area very clean. If you get any kind of fungus in there, then you can be looking towards abscesses and all kinds of things that can keep you out of the saddle for a while. So bell boots also, the, the, it's, their second function is to keep a horse from pulling a shoe off. So that's pretty critical when you're riding. You have a lot of horses who tend to overreach and step up into their front footprint, which is what we actually want them to do when we're riding. But very often they'll pull the shoe and that can hurt the horse or, you know, more, more than that, you have to call the barrier and wait several days to ride again. So That sucks. Like that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. No. Yeah, we don't want to do that. So those, um, you know, bell boots, uh, other than that, there are a couple of different fastening closures. Um, any kind of double Velcro closure is generally best so that the bell boot doesn't come undone while you're riding. That's pretty important just from a safety. Oh, it's always fun to go through the, the water jumps at big events and find the bell boots floating in there. Exactly. Do, do, thin, do thin line bell boots float or sink? 
They float. And in fact, <gasps> awesome. One of the things when we talk about other leg protections, one of the best things about thin line is it does not absorb water. So you can work in wet arenas, you can cross creeks, you can go in and out of water, and no matter what the boot is, it won't absorb water. And what that means is, is the boot stays light. Ah. And it doesn't shift, it doesn't rub, it doesn't change the feel of the horse's way of going. Um, so those, and those are all pretty important things, at least yeah. from the horse's standpoint. Now, am I right? Because I have a lot of very old horse books in here. I have a, have a pension for collecting old horse books from... Uh, flea markets a bell boot is what is was once referred to as an overreach boot yes okay because originally it was designed well just for that purpose because what happens is the hind leg overreaches into the front leg got it and will strike the horse will strike himself on the back of the front foot or he will then you know catch an edge of a shoe and pull the shoe off Got it. Okay, so overreach boot is just an old-fashioned term for a bell boot. Got it. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, next. Okay, so since you were talking about where things come from, historically the um, most popular item to put on the leg were the leg wraps, or, or people call them polo wraps. They're also called track bandages. Track bandages have a, um, a lot more integrity to them. So they wrap a little bit firmer, like an ace bandage. Leg wraps um, have kind of begun going out of fashion, but it's not really a fashion issue. They've kind of started to disappear for two reasons. One, most importantly, if you put a leg wrap or a polo wrap or a racing bandage on incorrectly, you can actually bow them very easily. So unless you are pretty well educated about how to put one on, you can bow a tendon and then what happens is people get afraid of putting it on too tight and then they're out riding and the leg wrap drops down and then that's when you discover all of a sudden that your leg wrap is down around your horse's foot. Oh, my. Yeah, that looks like a disaster. (laughs) Yeah, that's a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. So, and then in addition to that, when you use leg wraps, you have to wash them pretty much daily. Um, because they get really dirty, and then you have to rewrap them. So, you know, people are busy today, and they really don't have 20 minutes on just putting a wrap on a horse's leg. So the manufacturing industry has worked very hard to come up with different types of boots that are going to do the same thing a leg wrap would do, and even better, hopefully protect I was going to say, they probably do it better, don't they? They do. They do it better than... <laughs> Than, a, than the old leg wraps used to do it. So manufacturing companies have done a lot of work and research on designing products that are going to do everything a leg wrap can do, do it better, and do it easier for the customer. So what we've, what we've come up with now is prim- the primary boots that people use are a splint boot, and it's named a splint boot because its prime purpose is to just protect the splint bone. And then there are open now, front boots. Now, for our listeners out there who may be a little vague on which part of the horse's leg the splint boot or the splint bone lives in, that is the interior surface of the horse's cannon bone area. Right. So it's behind the cannon bone and in front of the tendon. The inside so edges. There's a little bit <laughs> of, when you, when you feel your horse's leg, you'll feel the cannon bone in front. And just behind the cannon bone, there's a little indentation. 
and then you can feel the tendon in the back. In that little indentation is a splint bone. And that splint bone is pretty important to the horse's soundness, and it's also incredibly easy to break. And once it's broken, you're going to have, you know, some downtime where the horse is recovering, but the horses will recover and come back sound. But then you have a cosmetic issue because it always leaves a pretty good welt or a bump there. And then once you have that, it can be very difficult to buy leg protection that fits well and doesn't aggravate it. So we want to try not to break the splint bone on the horses. Yeah, or bruise it. yeah. Or bruise it, yeah. So um, splint boots are made pretty much just to cover that one little area. These are generally the least expensive boots in the market. They're almost always made out of neoprene and then some type of foam padding right at the splint bone. But that's all they do is protect the splint. And again, you don't get any protection from blunt trauma. So it might help if the horse were to sort of gingerly tag the splint bone. But if you get a horse that really hits himself, you know, a a $19 set of splint boots is not going to protect you the way, you know, a, a product made of a different material might. Then the next largest category of boots would be the open front boot. The open front boot is designed for horses that jump. The theory behind the open front boot is that you want the boot to have no protection at the front of the cannon bone. And this is so when horses are dumping and they take a rail down, they can feel when they hit the rail. We want the horses not to do that anymore. We want them to jump clear. So what the jumpers do is they use a boat that protects the inside of the leg, the back of the leg, the outside of the leg, and not the front of the leg. So generally, they have straps that are just um, elastic straps that go across the front of the leg. And then the rest of the leg is protected by a hard shell surface and then lined with some type of material. The most popular materials are neoprene, gel, and thin line. And then the last category of boots is probably the largest because it's used across multiple disciplines. These boots are called team boots, sport boots, or galloping boots. Ah, okay. Got it. The way you define what it is is it wraps around the entire leg. So when you close the boot, 100% of the lower leg is covered. So the horse is protected on both sides, in the back and in the front. And in these, this style of boot, you can choose for the hind leg, you can have a tall sport or brushing boot. So primarily horses that are doing a lot of lateral work, like dressage horses mm-hmm. or driving horses, will use hind boots that are very tall. The rest of the people will use an ankle boot that just protects the inside of the fetlock along with a sport boot or otherwise known as brushing or galloping boot in the front so that you have full protection in the front and then just the ankle protection in the hind. And the people who use those typically are um, event riders and endurance riders. If you're doing a lot of jumping, you can't have a high hind boot. So they just check 
the ankle of the back leg, and the whole front leg. So, and again, once again, the materials that are used inside these boots are generally neoprene, different closed cell foams, sometimes sheepskin, and then thin line. And what is good about some of the other products, the sheepskin is a little, it's more moldable for a horse's leg. You can put a sheepskin boot on any horse and it'll kind of fit because the fur will compress in some areas and not in others. But sheepskin is not really great on a horse's leg. If you get it in water, you can only imagine what that's going to look like in very short order. So, you know, probably the, the best option, luckily we have this incredible technology where we have a amazingly impact-resistant product that is very thin, doesn't absorb water, has antifungal agents, and most importantly, breathes. So you can turn horses out in these boots, and they can be protected in the paddock. It'll kill the rain rot. It won't overheat any tendon. It will protect from almost all impact or trauma to the leg. And But what we love at Thin Line, we're really, we're all horse riders, but we're all very busy and we work. These boots are so easy to take care of. You hose them off and you're done. You can throw them in the washing machine. You can throw them (laughs) in the washing machine. And the nice thing, you know, I hate to hang my boots out and have them have to dry for two or three days. But since the Thin Line doesn't absorb water... I have there. You hose them off. You're done. You can go down to the next source. They dry a lot faster. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. There's there's such a variety available, and we haven't we haven't finished it all yet, folks. We're going to have to divide the types and functions into two separate segments because there are so many. Um, but this covered a a very high percentage of the ones that you're going to see on most horses in English disciplines. Um, the ones we're going to cover on the next one are also carries some boots that you frequently see on Western disciplines and some boots that you see on horses that aren't even being ridden. So stay tuned for the next installment, folks. Once again, thank you very much, Elaine, for stopping by. Tell folks uh, where people can find ThinLine on the interweb. ThinLineGlobal.com. We're a USA manufacturer. And we support our dealers. So even if you order online, that order will go to your closest tax shop. If you choose to shop online, we support the tax shops across America because we'd like to, to help small business as well. And that wraps up part two of our four-part series on leg protection. Thank you once again to Elaine Lockhead for sharing your expertise. And thank you to ThinLine Global for helping us put this series together. Stay tuned for part three where we will continue talking about the different types of boots available and what their jobs are. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 